I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 69, Never Say Never. Never say never. What? Yes. We're going to talk about things that you said you'd never do as a parent. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a fun one. So, but let's first do our scoop on the coop. Okay. Um, so back from holidays and I was so excited to start our new semester, but was nervous because I'm undertaking a whole California unit study and it's a lot of work. Um, like a lot of stuff that we're going through and I don't do a lot of rigorous academic work at my house and so I was nervous but um Sophia has been loving it that's so cool and granted it's only week two um but every day she's been asking if we can do our California study and then she's been you know like is there more is there Mm -hmm. more that we can Mm -hmm. do so I've Mm -hmm. been able to move at the faster pace I had hoped that we could because I'm squeezing in a year-long study into one semester um and so it's been really awesome and I'm glad that she's really into it and I feel surprised, but I feel like I shouldn't be surprised. I should just be thankful that she's um, excited to learn it. And um, I hope that I've been enthusiastic and maybe I'm rubbing off on her. I don't know. But I'm excited. And then we're pairing it with our um, Oceans Unit Study from Gather Around Homeschool. And so we're doing two unit studies. Where'd you get your California unit study? Um, so it's a bunch of stuff I put together. Okay. But the main backbone of it is California out of the box. Mm-hmm. And um, so it incorporates um, primary and secondary sources. So it's going to include a lot of literature, a lot of reading. And then um, it has us use the Roughing It um, book by Mark Twain. Cool. And it has us using the California Audubon Society Guide. That's so much better than just like memorizing a bunch of facts. And like this mission was established at this stage. Totally. And, you know, and that's that's what comes up on Teacher Pay Teachers. Like when you right. look at missions on Teacher Pay Teachers, it's, it's like a Factual. listing of mm-hmm. missions in the order that they were... Um, incorporated or whatever with the the years and right. it never looked appealing to me to teach because I was no. just like I, I'm not gonna have my kids memorize this yeah. stuff it's super rad because we're starting off with California habitats and um, stuff like that and so it's just really kind of digging into what's around us and she's very interested in ecosystems we have the game ecologies which Ooh, you build yeah. healthy ecologies and so she's familiar with our coastal ecologies and the chaparral and all of those different areas and it just talks about how rich california is with variety of species and it's it's really cool we do live in a really cool place yeah and sounds, makes it really neat to learn about sounds like a road trip in the making uh, it is that's what's fun when you do your state because you can actually go visit mm, these places that totally. are our historic places. Right. Yeah. Or we're living in one or yeah. whatever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, my scoop is uh, I ask my kids to pick a theme day they want to plan this year. I yes. mean, of course, it's I'm leading the planning, but they get input. And uh, and my son picked video games yeah. day. So if he could plan the day exactly the way he wanted it, it would have just been video games all day. Right. Which... For okay. me, it's not yeah. good enough. So I uh, we had a lot of fun. We just had it last week, and I used these two books. I'm holding them up here. I have the Usborne STEM Technology Scribble Book. 
nice. which has the exercises that we did, like creating an invention and things oh, like that. Cool. And then I have 100 Things to Know About Numbers, Computers, and Coding, also by uh, Usborne, which is more of like a textbook. And each page is just one of the 100 things. And, oh, neat. And some of them are about... Uh, numbers a lot, half of it went over my head. I literally sat there and read the whole book, seeing which things would be interesting to introduce to the kids. But some things were really fun, like, uh, talking about bugs for computers. Well, it came about because when a computer was an entire room, it was really warm. And so a lot of bugs flocked to these computer rooms Yeah, and there was a moth like stuck. And so, um, so yeah, so th- they had to debug oh, that's gross. the computer r- room, and that's why there's debugging. So we we learn things like that. We learn lingo like glitch and um, debugging and binary code and mm-hmm. things like that. And so it was really fun because first we talked about inventions and and our inventions are good thing pros and cons. And we watched um, Eli Whitney and the Cotton Gin. There's a TED Talk. It's a TED Ed five minute thing, right. and it's really cool because it. It, my husband's like, oh, I talk about this in one of my like American history classes. Um, but the cotton gin was actually detrimental to American because of uh, it heightened the need for slavery. Right. And it, it, it catapulted the number of slaves and, and because cotton was king. Right. But if it wasn't for the cotton gin, cotton wouldn't be king. Right. And um, so we talked about that. And then um, they had to come up with the, some of the cons. And it was so cool. My son came up with like addiction. Uh, there's addiction and mm-hmm. there's danger and strangers accessing. So it was so cool that things we have taught them a little bit over time, what yeah. to be cautious of, you could see them take it to heart. Yeah. And, really and so that was just like the background. And then we did computer languages and stuff like that. And then we did the actual video games and they learned about Pong and, and video, the history of video game consoles. And we read a little bit of what is Nintendo and yeah, it was just really That's fun. Awesome. And then they watched a, a computer. Uh, what did they, we were going to, Oh, we watched Sonic. Oh, fun. Yes. Yeah. Live action so- Sonic. So it was a really great day. It was what he wanted. Yeah. And I love making those things happen. And it, it gave reason to, introduced these two books to them and they were actually my older two were fighting over who got to put these books in their room next and I Ooh. I sided with my son because it was his right. day he gets it first yeah he got it he gets it first but to hear them fighting over it yeah it's pretty awesome that's really cool all right so let's get to never say never things okay. you never do you said you'd never do as a okay. parent so I have it broken up into three things reasons we should never say never okay then uh some examples of Things that I've said, and it might spark some things for you too, that I never do and, and what I do. And then how do we avoid saying never things yeah. that we shouldn't do? So first, reasons we should never say never. Okay. Um, you don't know what the future holds. You don't. You don't. And you don't want to chain yourself to something. So never saying that ne- I would never do this or... You know, as a parent, I would never do this because, you know, you're the best parent before you have children, right? So, yeah. Or you're the best parent of uh, an age before you're at that age. Yep. Um, so, but it becomes a chain for you. Now you, you're kind of stuck with that. Right. You're bound to that. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. You don't know what the future holds. Number two, you change constantly. Your family changes. Your friends change. And your child's development right. will change. The world around you changes. Well, that's yeah. number three. Oh. Yes. The world around you changes. Your environment will change. Your opportunities will change. What's available, a pandemic, whatever. All those things will change. And so things you never thought you'd let your kids do, you're going to let them do. Yep. Um, Number four, uh, your pride comes into play. So 
it makes you harder. It makes it harder for you to change because you've yep. you've put it out there. I would yeah. never do this, and now it's your word. Yeah, it's your word. You're go back on your word. Yeah, and especially if you said it to other people. Especially if you felt very proud about saying that. Exactly. If, if that lifted you up on a pedestal because you wouldn't be that mom. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to take it back. It is. Yeah. And um, number five, that goes along with it. You sound judgmental. Yeah. Um, I would never... Um, I would never let my kids get a tattoo when they turn 16. It's very extreme. You're using extreme language. Right. Very extreme. And it's hurtful for people who would allow that because it's just a spectrum. It's not like a right or wrong, right? Right. It sounds like a judgment. Yeah. Um, Number six, everyone has different nevers. So your nevers impact someone else, like we just say, but they have nevers too. So Mm -hmm. how do you feel when they have nevers for something that you would allow? Right. So it goes both ways. And then um, seven, it's hard to stay optimistic when you have nevers because uh, you can't do mind over matter because you've set a boundary, uh-huh, you've set right. a line. Right. And, and, and so there you go. Yep, so those are good. reasons we should never say never. Yes. Okay. So now I'm going to just talk about some nevers that I've said. Okay. Uh, screen time or like TV time or movie time, whatever you want to call it. I was like, oh, I never, my kids will never have more than like two hours a week of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really humbling because like, I mean, I, some, on some days we do a whole marathon of, of a certain show or a certain, right. I mean, you exceed that two hours in one day. Yeah. And then what's funny is if I'm not in control of that, but like the spouse does that, then I'm all worked up. You, why would you let them watch all that? You know, I'm not saying never, but it's easy to get mad at someone else for doing that. But right. I have a good reason to do it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, food. So I had a friend who, before I ever had kids, she'd come into work and she'd say, oh, it was so annoying. I made scrambled eggs for this kid. I made, um, it was like egg and a toast for this other kid. And then this other kid wanted a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah, what are you doing? And she actually had four kids. I'm like, I would never do that. But what do I do? Oh, who wants scrambled eggs? I'm making scrambled eggs. Okay. And then what do you want? Oh, you want yogurt and right. whatever. Right. You're shorter to cook. Yeah. And and so then I have done that because it's just easier yep. in the moment like to do that work instead of battling what they're eating. Um, have you ever done anything like that? Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I make multiple meals sometimes. Um, when it's dinner though, I don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you eat what's on the table. If you at least take your no thank you bite, then you can eat something I love the no thank you bite. That's healthy, but I am not cooking you something. Yeah. You can get out yogurt or cottage cheese or something else, sourdough toast with butter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not cooking separate foods. Yeah. And... I'm not to read into anything. Yeah. Um, but don't you feel pretty good about that, right? Like, um, yes and no. I mean, it's frustrating. You yeah, know? it's hard. Like, I don't always feel like I'm winning, but I do prefer the consistency of that. Yeah. And so then when you feel good about something, yeah. it's easier than, I don't yeah. know if you do say I would never do that, but yeah. but it's easier too because you feel, oh, this is a strong conviction of mine. Yeah. Like, I, I would say, oh, um, my kids are always going to have a vegetable. Right. They're always going to eat. And I'm, I'm going to make them eat all their vegetables because I was 
made to eat all my vegetables. I couldn't leave the table. But now I can't imagine doing that. Well, I've done it, but I won't do that right. all the time. Right. Um, so it's just so funny, these things. like I know. So I think I learned a long time ago because I used to try to do these things to myself, set my own goals, but I would treat them like they were the standard. Mm-hmm. And I felt so disappointed in myself anytime I couldn't live up Aww. to something. And so I think I stopped using language like that because I saw what it was doing to me, let alone what I was holding other people to or letting them hold me accountable to. Right. Because when you say it out loud, other people are holding you to that now. Yeah, totally. It's not just your own mental, you know, game. Right. It's, right. You've said it. And right. so I, I'm not saying I haven't done that because I think Jake and I, as, you know, parents-to-be, we definitely have made observations in life and go, oh, we're not going to do that. But we try really hard to only say it to each other. Right. And then at the same time, I'm usually that person who's like, well... I don't have a teenager, so yeah. it's easy well, for it's me to really make this Well, it's really easy role. for us to say stuff yeah. about teenagers, right? Like, right. Like, oh, well, that's why I would never do this. And sometimes right. when I hear, I can, I can, I don't mm. know if he's done this, but I could, I can feel me and Jake probably having yeah. that kind of conversation yeah. and then for smirking, sure. right? Because knowing, like, yeah, sure. uh, yeah, we have no yeah. idea, really. Right. Whereas, yeah, I'm gonna sit around and go, oh, but you don't know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Be, my brain just doesn't think in absolute. Yeah, my kid is not gonna date until right. they're this age. Yeah, I think the one I feel strong most strongly about that I know Jake and I have discussed are cell phones. Yeah, you know, and so it's funny because Sophia has a cell phone now, but not like um, it's just my old cell phone. But if phone, you were like, like super like black and white. You know, right. I might feel like that, but she also doesn't have it connected to a service. And so she has no internet on it. She can't look things up. She has no attachment to Siri. So it's basically just, um, it plays her white noise at night. And then, um, for audiobooks. So it's basically an iPad. It's an iPad. Yeah. Or an MP3 player, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. However, I do, Jake and I have had lots of conversations about letting her have cell phones or social media and all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I tell Jake, you know what, I like, I just don't know that I can make those hard and fast rules until we get there because I think each kid is different. And while I don't, there's certain things that I don't want for my kid. I don't know. You know, I like when she's not with me all the time, do I want to be able to get a hold of her? I kind of do. So I've definitely said they can not have a cell phone mm-hmm. until they're 16, until they have one in their car. Driving. The right. car, because that was the rule for me. Right. But no, definitely I have said no, never any social media. But here's the thing, like, I know about the research of that. I do not want them to have social media. No. But what if by that time there's a social media where it filters out anyone that uses, like, a word, a certain words can't be used that are... Right are mean words. I mean, I'm sure people can right, work right. their way There's, around yeah. it, whatever. But who knows what's going to be created. Right. But as of right now, as the world as it stands, it's detrimental in my heart. I think it's detrimental to children to have social media. But that's like a morality statement there. Right. That's like an extreme. Yep. And then if I go now and, and let them have social media at age 14... Do I not think it's that? And who did I make feel bad by saying, right. oh, no, I would not do that. And right. wonderful Never. parents, parents that are better at parenting right. than me. That I love are, and respect. As and, are allowing yeah. it. So so what kind of parameters do they have? So these absolutes 
get us into trouble. You're slippery slope, man. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think that it's important to know what your boundaries are as a parent, but to be cautious of your, your wording because... You don't know what's going to change. I know. You don't know. So my husband and I were talking about slumber parties. And right. I had said, never any slumber parties, ever. And then, but for me, the principle is I don't want any mixed gender in the home or even accessible to the mm-hmm. home. Right. And so um, when my husband and son were gone, then it's just me and the girls. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, who can we have over? And so that's an absolute, that's not really an absolute, it's the principle. So looking right. at the principle and the spirit of it of, I don't want my son or my husband ever being accused of something that they didn't do, hopefully didn't do. Right. And I don't want, like, especially when my son's a teenager to be tempted to do something out right. of curiosity. Right. So I would never want to put him in that situation. No. But, um, and so in the spirit of that, if they're not there... You know, and then there's the other factor where I'm like, I also don't trust like young teenagers and what girls will talk about and what they'll do because right. like, who knows if they're going to leave the house at night while I'm sleeping and I'm responsible for these girls. So that matters to me too. So now I'm like, well, now I have this window. They're 10. They're not going to leave the house. Right. So my daughter can have a couple people over, send everyone else away and I know that's the safe. So, so I'm taking back my never. Right. But it, that's the principle. Like, right. what's the You're spirit? The what was the spirit of the never? And so instead of saying never, it'd be like, I don't want to have a summer party mm-hmm. where mixed gender is at risk and where uh, the responsibility of the, my, my responsibility of the children right. is questioned. Right. And, and what I'm able to watch. And then, then those parameters can be met. Yeah. You know, so, so it was just funny because my husband's like, yeah, so here it's looking at the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Right. And that's what we have to remember with our nevers. Yep. And never, another never, never, <laughs> another never. <laughs> oh, I saw something with Netherlands and I wanted to say Neverland. So, um, I said I would never assign a grade level. Oh yeah. And I wrote a whole blog mm-hmm. about it. You can check it out on our, our I'll link it, uh, on the podcast page, but, um, the, I said I would never assign a grade level to my kids because that is going confining, confining to the traditional school model. Right. But yet I have done that. Right. Because I wanted funding from the traditional school. Right. Uh, the charter school. Right. So um, I, another thing I would I said I would never do busy work. I'm not going to waste my kids' time with busy work. Well, what defines busy work? You know, these absolutes, you don't even define these things. No. You don't spell right. them out. You don't create a whole document about it. But I'm sitting, when I'm sitting there and I'm even, even gather around when I turn to a page and I'll start filling this out. I'm like, oh, never mind. You don't need to copy that verse. Right. Like we do our own copy work of verse verses, right? Right. So, but here I'm like, oh wait, how can we use this page differently? Let's just discuss the verse. Right. Exactly. But if I don't. If I walked away and said, do this page, which I do that for some things, and I'll be back and we'll discuss it and then look at it closer, I'm like, ooh, what a waste of time. You know, right. but I, I have a life to leave. I'm not just educating my children. I'm doing everything else in the world, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, so busy work is going to happen. It's yeah. unavoidable, especially if they already know something, but you don't realize they already know something and then they do it some more. You're like, oh yeah, you already knew that. That was a waste of time. Whoops. Yeah. So, um... Uh, anything else for you that you can think of? 
Not no. that I can think of. Yeah. No. So, um, okay. So those are just some ideas of things we do as parents that we say we never would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never send my kids to public school. <laughs> yeah. So but I feel like I do have a say. caveat to that. I think I've said before, like, I mean, I'd be willing to talk to them if they got to a certain age and they really felt strongly that was the right place for them. You know, like I'd be willing to talk about it. Right. But I don't think that I would enroll my kids of my own volition, you know, yeah. but I don't have to but face see, that's that how decision. You say it. That's right. how you say it. So instead right. of saying I would never put my right. kids in traditional I school, I don't plan to, but right. we don't know. Right. And so when people ask me too, like, are you going to homeschool them the whole time? Yeah. I kind of, in my heart, I'm like, yes. But right. then I, but I, but I also don't want to come across as judgmental and hurt someone's feelings who think, who's a teacher. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and to say, well, you never know. You, yeah. you don't. And that's exactly what you're saying earlier. Right. We, we can't say I never put my kid in traditional no. school because yeah. we don't know. Right. Even if I feel strongly about that. Yeah. Because if I got paralyzed and I couldn't <laughs> come up with such extreme <laughs> things, I couldn't, I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do, or it took me forever to take care of the house and I couldn't right. help them with their stuff for some reason that, or, or I couldn't get them to their sports then I would put them in traditional school so they could have their sports and their friends because mm-hmm. I'm not able, or I go blind. If I go blind, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to drive them anywhere. Right. So at, at a certain point, so that, that goes with that. You don't know what's going to change. No, you don't. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go into our third part, which is how do we avoid saying never? Yes. So these are just some tips. Okay. Um, like you were saying. Um, so identify... Uh, that you are doing this, like first acknowledge, like sit down and think of what, when have I done this? Like I would never put my kids in traditional school or I can't remember the other thing you said, but when, like, so I did that, I sat down and said, what are some things that I have said even 15 years ago or 20 years ago? Uh, you know, when have I done this? And, um, think of now how like, okay, I've identified that these are my extremely strong opinions Let's delete the word never from them. Yeah. When I'm talking to people or new homeschoolers or whatever. Um, Number two, make a list of your nevers that you have broken to humble yourself. (laughs) So it's, uh, this is like a really important part of the process is humbling ourselves because um, anytime we're around someone, including ourselves that talk in absolutes, it, it, like you were saying, it puts ourselves up on this pedestal. Yeah. And then it's hard on us when we have to break right. them. And then it's like we kind of try and rationalize it. Well, that's because of this and this. Yeah, but you still said never say never. Right. So instead of doing that, just say, oh, if the conditions are right, who knows? Right. But based on the conditions I know about right now, that's not something I would do. So just humble yourself to say like, oh, yeah, I need to stop talking that way. Yeah. And that is wrong of me. And, um, and then number three Realize that when we say those things that we're putting out a morality mm-hmm. and you know, if it's, if it's not black and white, right and wrong, like, of course we're going to say, well, I would never abuse my children. <laughs> like, okay, that should be a never. Right. 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 But, but there, most things aren't that like, no. I'm never going to drop my kid off at age six at the park and, and drive off. Right. Like, obviously, but that, like, those are the the extremes that are right and wrong, but everything else is in between. 
And it's so easy for us to judge either just privately with our spouse, privately mm-hmm. within ourselves. And so if we can um, realize that we're making something right and wrong, that's not in the Bible is right and wrong. And, oh, you need to put your kids in a sport at this age or they won't be any good at it. I mean, possibly. Right. But it could be like Missy Copeland. She started dance. She said it. Twelve. Yeah. So it's possible. Right. So there's kids who start sports at four and never become a talented sportster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, so, but for us to put out those absolutes. So the never say never is really just the absolutes. And so I'm totally guilty of that because I'm an impassioned Mm -hmm. talker and, um, but I don't ever really mean it. I don't mean the never, but it's just how I talk. Right. You talk. I'm an aggressive talker. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so just allowing for wisdom and that, um, it's not right or wrong. It's just a spectrum Mm -hmm. and it's not, there's no formula. And so just knowing that about yourself. So that, that's just a fun little, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So, okay. So let's do our, uh, question. Yeah. What's our question today? Okay, well, the Coop Q&A. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We forgot how to do our intro. Yeah, where we answer your question. Um, Should I order a downloadable version of the curriculum or a paper copy? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, because so a lot of these homeschool curriculums, they say, Mm -hmm. oh, you can buy the downloadable or we all print a paper copy. And a lot of times they're comparable in price. Sure. But the downloadable is nice because then you can print multiples right. for your various kids. And a lot of times the downloadable is like the family pack. I'm right. just thinking of certain ones that we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or it doesn't take up space. Right. So what, um, so what do you like about the downloadable? Um, well, the downloadable I like because I can print out only what I need and I don't feel like I'm wasting so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's the customization that I like about it. Um, and then I would say that I've noticed that typically the downloadable version is less expensive mm-hmm. than the printed mailed to you mm-hmm. version. Yeah, so okay. if we're talking about the unit study, like gather round, um, I think that that can be cheaper, especially when right now I only need to buy like the package that I buy is twenty dollars versus oh, the fifty dollars yeah, for fifty four or whatever. Right. Yeah. But if you were to buy the three workbooks and the teacher guide printed and mailed to you, mm-hmm. that would still probably be more than fifty four. Hmm. Not sure, but anyway. Um, but I do like the customization of the downloadable, um, and I like that I can have it on my computer. I like because there's links, right? There's, there's links, links and there you can to click. Yeah. yeah. So there's some things that I do like about the digital version. So mm-hmm. not even the printable aspect of it but just the purely digital and then I'm not storing a paper copy mm-hmm. and wanting to be able to come back to it so I like that I have it for longevity also when yeah. I have the downloadable that's what I was going to say about that too because homegrown homegrown preschooler mm-hmm. I bought the paper version mm-hmm. and it's in these binders and they take up um at least a foot and a half of space because I put each page in a sheet protector because you want right. to protect it. And I didn't have, oh, I should go in and just coil bind it now. Use right. your coil binder. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it takes up so much space. Now, what's nice about it is you can flip through pretty quickly right. and, and move around a lot more easily. You're not like, oh, shoot, now I need to print off this page because I don't have this right. page printed. But, um, but again, it's only a paper copy. So if I lose that, it's I've gone. lost the curriculum. Right. And if you didn't make 
copies of it the first time and the kids wanted to redo something yeah. or whatever it is, it's done. Yeah, or they spilt all over it. It's done. Because that just happened today with our uh. human unit body study. My son was pushing his book and it knocked over. I have a little vase of wildflowers that Maisie picked for me, spilled. And I'm like, Aah! and I'm like, Smoothing monster mom, yeah. like getting everything off the, right. the table. And right. things only got splashed on, so it didn't completely ruin anything. But my, I'm an inkjet. So right. if it gets wet, it's like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's a puddle of right. ink, um, which is the other thing, too, about printing it, though, yeah. is that like with sweaty hands and things like that, it will smear. My printer doesn't work very well now. It it gives it weird colors. Right. And um and then it takes a while to print everything. Yeah. There's something There's wonderful about getting something in the mail that yeah. you can hold and look at. And yeah. the print job is beautiful. It's right. done like well, hopefully they do a good job, but right. it's done by laser. Right. Or it's and bound. Here's or, the thing about the gather round that's not the same for everything else, but I think that in general, the student workbook is not a big deal to me. I could care less whether I printed it or if you mailed it to me. But the teacher version, I want it on my computer. Mm-hmm. I don't want the paper version of it. It's it's difficult for me to like manage so many things on mm-hmm. the table at one time. Um, you know, it's easier for me to do that. So, for instance, for their math curriculum, mm-hmm. um, for Matthew C., I like to order the student workbook and then I have the digital pack. Okay. And then that gives me access to the videos and it gives me access to the teacher oh, guide cool. as a PDF. They, I didn't see the digital pack when I was ordering ours. Like a I think year now or two it's ago. all combined. Okay. Because I think you just get it all as a package. So mm-hmm. if you do the level up package, mm-hmm. I think it all comes combined now. They don't a la carte it the way that they used to. Okay. And so I used to just a la carte the student workbook and then the digital teacher pack. Yeah, because here's the problem with the like teacher hardcover. Uh, it's the teacher with all the answers in it. I have to go find it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was just on my laptop, I could just be like, one thing I it's need. all in one place. And that's right. what's nice. Like... I can pull up all my gather round unit studies if I'm looking for something. I can pull up three different math uh, levels. That yeah, that would be in. so convenient. Yeah. Yeah, ours are DVDs, and I have a laptop that has a DVD player, and that's the only way we can right. watch it. Um, and once that DVD player goes, I'm going to be stuck. Right. Well, you should have access to the digital okay. pack. But, um, yeah, so the, you can watch all those same videos mm-hmm. on the website. So that's you cool. just have lifetime access to it, yeah. which is neat. So, um, so I think we're siding on the side of downloadable. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, and then when you circle back like six years later and you want to circle back and go deeper, especially these unit studies that, uh, cross different, uh, levels, you can circle back and print other parts of it or dive deeper and, but it's all there. You're not holding it in your bookshelf for six more years. Or if you have a second kid coming up and now they're going to do it like, your kids are what six years apart. Mm-hmm. Six years from now, now it's just still on your computer. Exactly. No big deal. No yeah. big deal. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.